Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Digital Talks podcast. It is hard to believe that we're already in season four. Never did I think that uh, back in season one we would have made it this far. So thank you everyone for listening. As always, I'm your host Natalie and today I'm joined by Maria Petrov. Hello. She's a little bit nervous. I'm super nervous, <laughs> but it's so fine. I told her I don't bite. <laughs> no, we'll be totally fine. We've had we've had worse conversations than this over our definitely uh, term of our friendship. Yeah. So this is like nice. And this, nice. Is, this will be a nice conversation. <laughs> no. Yeah. If, if I choose to, maybe I'll throw some spanners in the works. Oh, but um, look, if you're not familiar with Maria, she is otherwise known as Shots by M on Instagram. Look her up. Growing up, everything was documented for Maria. She had and still has boxes upon boxes and dozens of albums of photo prints that held some of her and her family's biggest milestones and even the ordinary days, family holidays, road trips and the in-betweens. And to this, she credits for the excitement in capturing every fleeting joyous moment from her client celebrations that go unnoticed. And trust me, you're going to want them one day. She is the queen of candids. Can vouch for that. For the past seven years, Maria has been doing her own thing as Shots by M and is known for her photojournalistic and artistic approach to capturing your day. So first of all, talk me through how you began the business on the side because back then, seven years ago, it would have been a pretty scary thing. How old were you? Oh, what was I like? Maybe like, oh, 18? Yeah. I think. So you're a child. I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty young. <laughs> Looking back, that, yeah, that's a long time ago. But yeah, at the time I was, I was working in retail and I had just, well, I'd just come out of high school and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to study photography at uni. I knew that kind of was where I wanted to head. But then I guess I got to uni and I was like, oh, this is a bit not what I expected at all. Yeah. And then, so I headed to TAFE and studied it there, which was amazing. It was all hands-on, less theory work. Yeah. Did, is, you, did you find the uni was really theory-based? So much theory. And and we were going to TAFE anyway to do all of the practical. So it made no sense for me to kind of stay there. How weird. Yeah. So so I was like, oh, let's just head to TAFE. Anyway, so worked in retail. As I like got through TAFE, I was like, oh, this is, you know, definitely something I want to do and pursue as a career, like full-time eventually. Yes, I started doing events and just worked my way up, I guess, from there. Yeah. And it all went from there. And it all went from there. I mean, that's how we first met. You yeah. every, every weekend, Maria was at um, our friends and family's events. I'm yes. like, who is this girl? I know. <laughs> and here we are, right? Crazy. How has the business evolved over the years? Obviously, you started in events, as you mentioned. Yep. How did you kind of grow it? Well, I guess it was so funny. I was talking to my partner this morning about it and I actually started on Gumtree <laughs> listing ads and like... Really? Yeah. And it was crazy how big at the time, like, and how many events I would get from that. I, it's bizarre now to think back and think I got work through Gumtree. Yeah, that's literally how it started. And then obviously over time, Facebook, Instagram, and even TikTok now has blown up. So social media really helped push my business to where it is today. So I, you know, fully credit that. But yeah, so it's it's really come a long way in the past seven years. And obviously I was working like as a casual in retail and then was able to take it full time for the last three. So has it been three already? It's been three. It's been madness. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. You don't get weekends to yourself anymore, no. No, no. no. <laughs> I enjoy spending weekends at other people's events, which I love. I love my job. So can't complain. But at what point did you feel like the social media side of things really was essential in in the business marketing? So I guess I had actually done a bit of a photography course outside of TAFE, like maybe like five years later and kind of invested in that. And I was studying this course, I guess. And there was one 
key point that kind of set me off. And it was that, you know, you need to invest in your business and you need to take the time and like really push it. So once I started doing that, especially on Instagram, Instagram, maybe in the last couple of years was like the biggest platform for photographers in general, I'd say. And then just posting consistently and just showing up for your business, like showing up is key. Yeah. You have have to, otherwise no one else is going to do it for you, right? Like in my job, like I guess I'm the only employee. So I have to do it all. If you don't do it, no one will. Exactly, 100%. (laughs) If I'm not there, then no one is. So, Did you find particularly in those early days, the more you posted certain styles of events or, you know, call it maybe christenings or birthdays, you'd get more inquiries based on what you posted? 100%. Like, yeah, the content that you post is what you're going to receive inquiries for, 100%. And it's a lot of word of mouth, or it was a lot of word of mouth. And then it just, yeah, blew up. Like I, I still definitely think you get a lot of word of mouth, but oh, I yeah. think your socials kind of validate that. 100%. That yeah. decision. Yeah. People will go word of mouth, but then it'll back me up if they come and see my socials or my website and all of that. Like they need to obviously see a physical like output of the work. So do, most, do you kind of lead all of your inquiry through to one space, like preferably email or website or how do you kind of manage that? I prefer emails and website only because then it like my website will go to my emails. So it's all in the one spot. Sometimes I get DMs. I don't obviously not reply to them or push them away because it's still inquiries. It's a, it's it still work. works. Yeah. yeah. It's still getting jobs from them. But my main, yeah, my main like communication is emails, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, it's very common now. You see so many people say no DMs yeah. in their bio. Oh, yeah. Because you just lose communication. And I, you know, I can even say for myself, yeah. if I get a DM, that's great, but I'll always divert you yeah. to email because I need a paper trail. Yes, a, 100%. But also, like, I'll forget things. Yeah, like, I'm no. on my phone all the time getting so many messages. I'm doing mm-hmm. 10 million things at once. My emails are like my to-do list. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And you, like you said, it's a paper trail. Like, people can DM you and that's fine. But then on emails, you can follow up. Again, yeah. you can be like, hey, I know you inquired a week, like a couple of weeks ago, just following up, did you want to like move through or not? With yeah. DMs, it's hard. You lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Do you do you kind of prioritize based on like date inquiry? So like first in best dress kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely prioritize that way and then go from there because it's hard to like keep track any other way. Yeah. No, well, especially when there's only so many weekends in oh, a year. Right. Are you working Monday to Friday at all or are you just doing your editing? Editing and admin Monday to Friday. Yeah. And then client meetings. Yeah. With like wedding couples. And then, yeah, weekends are where it's at. What does a client meeting with a wedding couple look like for you? So generally, before COVID, it was heading out to like, you know, cafes and things like that. During COVID, it became Zoom calls. Now that's like kind of the primary way of chatting with people because it's just easier. Yeah. I think because as well, like everyone's super busy. I know. Post-COVID, the world is such a different place. (laughs) Yeah. Like everyone just amplified like with what they're doing. Yeah. So it's just easier for people to jump on a call and then straight after just go back to what they were doing. Yeah. You know? But yeah, we'll just catch up, chat about their day, create a bit of a timeline and then, yeah. Do you feel like you still get a good feel for, I guess, their vibe and their style from a Zoom call? It's it's a little bit different. Yeah. It's definitely different than like being face-to-face in person. Yeah. And I think that is the same for some people when they meet me. Yeah. Like a lot of people are like, oh, we'd prefer to catch up like... At a cafe. I'm like, that's totally fine. Like, I more so do it if people... I'd as an option. F- yeah, as an option or, you know, when it was COVID, if they didn't feel comfortable, which is totally different. But, yeah. Do you feel like that's eased off now? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like people Ooh. aren't as stressed as they once were. No, yeah. not at all. Thank God. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel like your style has changed over the years? And how did you kind of, I guess, evolve? Yeah, it's definitely changed. <laughs> I feel like I am now like very much at the photojournalistic like approach. Yeah. I love literally just showing up to the day and getting the candid's and I'd like to explain it to my couple is as I'm going to be there and like capture everything that maybe you didn't see. And then that way, when you actually re- like receive your gallery, you're going to see all of these moments from times when you weren't even there. As opposed to maybe back when I first started, I was more focused on, okay, this is the money shot. Or like, yeah. th- like I still, you know, everyone loves the money shot, of course. But it's, yeah, it's very different. It was maybe more staged. Yeah. Whereas now I'm more leaning into the candids and like, like I said, the photojournalistic approach because that's just what I love to do. And taking like all of my inspiration from when I studied at uni and like TAFE and trying to put that into my career now because it's, yeah, yeah, like it's what I enjoyed studying. It's what I enjoyed capturing at uni. And it makes it feel like my job doesn't feel like a job anyway. It doesn't feel like a job. But it makes it feel less of a job because it's what I love doing anyway. So yeah, it's just, it's definitely changed. I think that's really like the way of the future now is that less posed, even yeah. you know, even in social content, right? Less curated is best. 100%. Um, but now we're even seeing disposable cameras back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like people are loving film again. Film. And it's those, when I was reading your bio as well, you know, the photo boxes. Mm-hmm. I, my, my shed is full of them. Yeah. And I love looking at them and you go, oh my God, you remember yes. that moment. Whereas, you know, when we're standing there smiling. Yeah. I don't remember what I was feeling in that moment where someone said, oh, hey, can I grab a photo of you real quick? 100%. I'd rather have, and Maria does this the best, someone lurking in the corner, just <laughs> getting the, the shots that no one even realises. Yeah, because then you look back and you go, oh, we were laughing at what so-and-so yeah. said or, you know, the, a song came on that we loved. It's connected to a memory, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is super important. Like you said, like if you look back and it's super staged, it's not connected to a memory and it's not. As special? Yeah. Do you ever look at photos sometimes and you're like, I almost remember a smell from that moment. Yeah. You can connect everything to like a photo. Yeah. The smell, the way you felt like, you know, what was happening. Yeah. It's wild. I had this conversation with Cooper um, back in season one and I've always, I'm very much like you and I think that's probably what we've bonded over yeah. is the love of photos. And, you know, I often get people say to me, you know, do you use social media because, you know, I find it a little bit shallow or, you know, you care too much about, you know, the perfect grid and things like that. Yeah. And I'm like, no, for me, it's, I just love photos. Yeah. It's the perfect platform and the perfect, like, all, all it's platforms a creative outlet. Media. Yeah. You know, I was that person that took a digital camera out to nightclubs. Mm-hmm. I love that Like, so now I've got my Polaroid. I mean, the yes. Polaroid's a little bit more awkward <laughs> when you're out in a bar and it's like, like, don't shake it because it will Literally. ruin it. But, you know... I know that all of my friends look back now and go, gee, I'm so grateful you did you mm-hmm. did do that because, you know, a lot of my friends are turning 30 now yeah. and we're making little albums and stuff and I have so many photos over yes. the last 20 years. And that's amazing. Going back to the whole film emerging again, mm. like I feel like that's why people have taken to film so much again. Because, for the tangible. Yeah. And like, you know, when you get your film developed or you're waiting for it to come back, like it's so exciting, right? Like, yeah. whereas if you, you don't know it, what they're going to look yeah. like too. Like you'd point and shoot and you're like, 100%. oh, that was good. And you know what, even if it's bad, you're still like, oh my God, I loved that. Like that yeah. was so cool. And I love that they're given to you digitally now too. Yes. It's so like accessible. Yeah. Rather than having to go and print it and yeah. go back and forth. But I feel like it's much different to shooting on your off your phone because nine times out of ten you're not going to go and produce the images from your phone unless yeah. you're gifting for someone or you know 
unless you're posting to social media, it's not going to be like a tangible copy. 100%. And yeah. I, I mean, I even had this conversation with my family last week over, um, over Christmas, you know. We have all those albums and yeah. boxes of photos. My niece and nephew, all of their photos and videos are on phones. Yes. So now what I've started to do, I've actually started to put it onto hard drives yeah. and categorize it for my for my brother and his wife because I don't I, I take constant photos and videos of my niece and nephew, yeah. but I don't want them to be lost. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the tricky thing, right? Making sure because it's technology, it's not like there is the chance of you could something being corrupt or failing or yeah, it's scary. It's so scary. And if if your child's entire yeah. early years are on a device. Mm-hmm. Then it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. That's too scary to even think about. Yeah, no. But I think that's where as well what I love in particular, you know, in the professional photography space is people are doing more memory-based shoots, you yeah. know. Obviously, maternity shoots have always been a thing, but, you yeah. know, family shoots when the baby's born, mm-hmm. um, first birthdays and christenings, yeah. like, they're milestones. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's definitely different from, like, when we were kids. We didn't have, like, a professional photographer come to our houses and, like, you know, we just had family barbecues and... I don't know, our aunt or uncle yeah. had a film camera. Yeah. And then they were all just developed. But it's so nice now because it's, you know, someone's job that they come and they get these memories and yeah. you can just be present. Yeah. Like, I think it's, yeah, so nice. It's definitely changed. I'm really glad you say being present because I think that's the other thing. It's like a misinterpretation that if you are taking photos and stuff, you're not mm, present. Mm-hmm. And, you know, often, again, I am that person with my phone yeah. always. I'm, I'm just always in content mode, right? Yeah. And whether it's content for a client or... My, or out my business or, yeah. you know, me personally and my mm-hmm. family. I'm not not present, but gee, it would be nice to not yeah. have to worry about getting <laughs> no. the shot, you yes. know? Because I feel like it's always one particular, like, say, again, if you're at an event, it's always one particular family member's always. duty to capture all of this. But then what about, like, what photos you in? <laughs> you know what I mean? I saw the funniest thing on Facebook. Was it Facebook or TikTok? And it was um, this girl filming herself and she's like filming myself for my funeral montage because my husband never takes videos of me. And I was like, that is so accurate. It's true. Um, When you are that person, you're never in them. A hundred percent. That's me. And like in most situations, right, I'm always taking photos, even when I'm on holiday or like with friends. I'm majority of the time the one taking the photos. Oh, Maria can do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm off duty, but I'm still the off duty photographer. Like, oh, Maria is a photographer. She can take a beautiful photo on an iPhone. I'm like, okay, no pressure. I'm like, am I going to get to be in these? No, I am. And they do like, they understand. So, you know, I am in the photos too. But yeah, it's just always someone's duty. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when, you know, you, you do go through family albums and stuff and you probably notice there's always one person who's never in any photos. Yeah. And it's like, because they're the one because, taking them. Yeah. When there's the whole group shot and there's one person missing. Yeah. They're that person. Self-timer <laughs> for the win. Yeah. Always. What has been the most notable trends or fads over the past couple of years in photography and even in, in, in the marketing space for, for creatives? Yeah. I think with... Instagram and TikTok, especially TikTok now, video has obviously definitely um, come into like the whole marketing aspect. So even reels um, and sometimes or somehow having to like merge your photos into a video. How did you find that? Oh, that was Was just scary at first. Yeah, that was, I, I feel like I was a little bit behind in that sense because I was like, this is such a change. Mm. And I was so comfortable in just posting photos. Well, because, it's, also, you know, it's also quite contradictory to well, what yeah. your, to your service offering. 100%. So you're telling me, the photographer, that you want me to make videos, videos. in order to be seen. Yes. Well, that makes no sense. But. Literally. So it's just, yeah, that was a little bit harder for me to grasp. And But obviously, once you get on the bandwagon and you 
and you get a feel for how to make them and it's super easy. So easy yes. now. So, so easy. It's pretty much ready for you to go. Like there's so many It's like templates. Yes. You just chuck up your photos and then not chuck them up. <laughs> we in the best photos. ones. <laughs> We're quite strategic. Um, yeah, add some music and you're ready to go. Yeah. So, yeah, Reels was definitely a big one. What else? In terms of like photography and like fads and all that kind of thing, film has definitely re-emerged in such a big way. I was saying to my partner, Pete, like over Christmas, I tried to buy film and South Australia was totally out of stock. There was one store in the central markets that had film. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. So film has definitely made a huge comeback. And I've had... Who would have thought, right? I know. But I mean, like, I totally get it. Yeah, it's like It's it's amazing. (laughs) And for us 90s. Yes. Kids. Yes, love that. So yeah, definitely film. I've had a lot of inquiries, even of wedding couples just asking like do you shoot film on wedding days and I'm like oh my gosh I would like 100% love wow. to so yeah like it's they want that back vibe. In full force yeah oh flash photography yes yeah that's a big vibe lately which yeah. is like crazy to me because every it just contradicts everything I've kind of been taught about shooting weddings and all of that kind of thing but now it's yeah like there and ready ready to go. Like I've had a lot of people say, oh, for our wedding, we want a lot of flash photography. So I'm like, okay. I can do that. Yeah, 100%. Like it makes it exciting to not experiment, but, you know, use do different, different. Yeah, d- different like in your gallery. Amazing. I think one of the biggest questions I have, I think for you as a photographer, I, I've got obviously got quite a few friends who are <laughs> photographers as well, but like, do you feel like people come to you for your specific style? Or do you think people come to you because they know that they can work with you to get the style that they want? I was talking to a friend the other day about this, actually, and we were just saying how sometimes you might have a client who comes to you and thinks that it's their role to say what they're after in terms of the editing and the shooting style and everything. But I think we more so get approached because, like, clients like the way we shoot, right? And they like our editing style and they're here for that reason. Yeah. So... Most clients I get, they want the candid. They want. They don't want stage. Yeah. They want like you know to doc you. They want you to document their day. Well, they use like photos from your socials as a reference point. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of them will sh- like send through DMs or emails or whatever. This is this wedding is absolutely our vibe and hundred percent what we're going for. So just shoot like this. Yeah. Like that's my ideal scenario. Yeah. Is when people come to me and they're like, love your work. You know, love how you shoot. This is the kind of wedding we're having. Go for gold. Yeah. Like, you do you. Yeah. That's prime. But So then in an instance when someone says, you know, we do want some, we do want to do flash photography and that's something you haven't done mm-hmm. maybe as much of. Yeah. How do you kind of make sure that they're going to be happy with the output? Because I, there's nothing worse than a bride, mm-hmm. call her a bridezilla, mm-hmm. who's not happy with her wedding photos. Yeah, I couldn't, I wouldn't even want to think about it. No. But in terms of that, like if it's something that I haven't completely done before, I'd just kind of brief them and let them know, you know, like it's not something that I specialize in or that that's not really my kind of style. I'm 100% happy to do it for like... A couple. A couple, yeah. yeah. But but if you feel that you want your whole wedding shot in that kind of style, then maybe I'm not the person for you. And here's a list of people that might work better. Yeah, yeah because I'm, I'll never leave anyone hanging. Like I'd always love to give recommendations if I feel I'm not the right fit. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie to you and be like, yeah, we 100% can do that. Then you get your gallery back and you're like, that is not what I expected. I'm really glad you talk about not being the right fit because I think in a creative space, 
particularly for people that perhaps aren't educated Mm -hmm. on what we actually do or how we do it, for us to turn around and say, actually, maybe we're not the right person for you, but this person, this person, this person is, it's bold. 100%. It's hard. And particularly when you first start, you don't want to say no to stuff, right? Not at all. No. But like you have friends in the industry, right? So then you also want to help support these people. And I was saying this to my friend the other day, like another photographer, and he was listing off all of the niches, I guess, we have in like our business. So like he was saying, you know, you shoot like very documentary style and your photos are more moody and warm. And then he was just listing off how everyone shoots. And I was like, you know what? We actually do have such a versatile group. Yeah. So to be able to, you know, say, hey, I think this person is better yeah. for you. If you want this kind of photo, yeah, this then is go this way. Can, yeah. And, and, you know, kind of brief your friend and say, oh, hey, I'm sending someone your way because this is what they're after and you're exactly you're their kind of fit. Yeah. And then that way, like, you'll be comfortable on your wedding day as well, right? Like, you're... You know that the photos you want are going to be taken. The style and yeah. the editing is going to yeah. be how you want. Like, it's just going to be better for everyone. Yeah. And everyone's going to be happy in the end. Talk to me about the community of photographers in Adelaide. Yeah, it's it's actually something I only came across the last two years, which yeah, is crazy. Right. Yeah, I always kind of... Lone Ranger. Yeah. I feel like we all were a little bit and then we kind of all jumped into this bandwagon of a particular educator yep. in like the photography industry. And then from there, we just kind of all grouped together and found each other, which was really nice because before that, I, yeah, like you said, I just felt like a lone ranger. Yeah. I just felt like, you know, you're running a business by yourself, which is amazing, but, you know, you need peers and you need people to bounce ideas off of that actually in the industry because yeah. otherwise... You know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise it's so nice to have, you know, obviously family and friends to bounce ideas off of, but it's so different. 100%. Like, so yeah, so it's been really nice to kind of forge this friendship with these people and like go for coffees and you know at the end of last year we one of us like organized a um Christmas dinner oh I love that it's so nice like otherwise I would literally have just I don't know had a drink by myself <laughs> shot by <laughs> M party for one literally <laughs> oh my god with my gin and tonic and my lime like yeah so it's been really nice to have a community because I think it's so important especially when you're in a business that you you know Run on your own. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm a huge advocate for community yeah. over competition. I, I genuinely, exactly like you said before, we all have our own flair. Yes. We all offer something d- different. And if you can confidently recommend someone in a in an area that you're not so strong on, what a great place to be. Yeah. 100%. You know, it's, it's, the same, it's the same thing in what we do. You know, yes, there are some agencies or freelancers who specialize in certain industries. They specialize in certain campaign styles or certain areas. I will absolutely put my hand up and be the first person to say if I don't think I'm the best person yeah. for a job. And I think that's so important. Well, because it makes your life harder in the long yes. run, right? You have to like, you know, forge this way of doing your job, which is not natural. And no, I, no it's good to, you know, obviously get out of your comfort zone, but only to an extent where it's like you're not changing completely how you run your business yeah, and how you do things. To suit one client or one project. Yeah, 100%. Because otherwise, I think it actually takes a lot more energy. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then then it's it's just too much. And the workload becomes more because you're, you know, trying to learn new things so you can, like... Keep up. Keep up. (laughs) Speaking of keeping up, how Mm -hmm. do you stay on top of things? You mentioned an educator before. Yeah. What's your kind of approach to staying on top of everything? So, yeah, I was part of, like, this group, I guess, and um, this education program for photographers, specifically wedding photographers at the time. I think it's a bit more broad now. And, yeah, that was – it was so good in 
like you said, keeping up and like making sure I'm also keeping up with my business yeah. and staying top of like, you know, admin and marketing and the back end stuff that no yeah. one wants to talk about. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Help me to focus on my business more and put myself at the forefront and put myself, I guess, as the brand. Because before that, I wasn't doing that at all. And people didn't really even know who I was. So that actually, in turn, like helped my business grow. When people put a face to the name of the business, 100%. oh my gosh. Like I felt like the traction really just picked up so much. And then I started getting so many inquiries and so many like wedding jobs and the styles that like I wanted to shoot and the people, like everything just aligned. You put it out to the universe. I did. And it came back in full force. It's mm. wild because yeah. you're exactly right. You know, you're inviting someone into some of the most intimate moments. Yeah. They need to know who's rocking up. A hundred, that's the thing, right? And before like, that, they they didn't know. Like, what does Maria even look like? Yes. <laughs> and like, I would rock up and it's so funny. And before that, I would show up to people's events and, you know, weddings and they would be like, oh, I thought you were so much older. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's... You disappointed? Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're so young. And I was like, oh, like now I'm like, oh, I'm 27. I'm not that young. But yeah, no. I was like, wow. So, yeah, it really helped, like, show people and bring people to me. Yep, yep. The admin side of things and the back end of a business, I think, are the main things that no one wants to talk about. No. You're exactly right. Yep. Um, but without it, you mm -hmm. don't have a business. No, not at all. So it's all well and good to have a wonderful product or service, but if your processes and systems aren't in place, then it's not sustainable. Not at all. It's so true. And, like, yes, it takes up a lot of time, but it's so funny because... People, maybe they just assume that we just go to weddings and events, shoot them, edit them, and then that's it. Yep. Like, our job's done. No. How do you think we get the inquiries? Like, how do we manage the inquiries? Where do we go from there? Yeah. What about following up and then payment? No one wants to talk about payment. Nope, no. It's one the wants elephant to in the talk room. about money yep. in general. So it's like when you have to bring it up, you have to obviously consider, like, how to be considerate yep. and, like, gentle, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no. Admin and back end is just... Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. But again, you know, I think you learn so many valuable skills. Like you said, you know, difficult conversations. Yeah. Sometimes you do have to have them. Oh, but it, it's, it all makes you grow as a business owner yeah, and definitely. as a professional as well. Definitely. So I think if, you know, you don't have those experiences, like, gosh, I look at myself four years ago and think I, I, I couldn't have done half the things mm -hmm. that I do now. Yeah. It, you, you would just be at a standstill, right? Like you don't grow from having the same conversations with people over and over or like having the same interactions and you definitely learn so much from all of that. Yeah, so. What was your biggest learning from that course around marketing yourself as an individual? I think it, one of the biggest pointers that I took from it was to kind of firstly recognize who you want your client to be or who your client is, right? Who do you want to kind of shoot for and what kind of weddings do you want to capture or whatever, you know, you're capturing. And then from there, you can kind of show your personality through your brand and then the way that you advertise and market all of your colour schemes of your branding, everything. everything it's that you engineered. Yeah, everything you put out is what you're going to get back from a client. And yep. I think that is so important. Like, and that was, yeah, one of the biggest things that it taught me is obviously showing up and showing your face. And I think even from the beginning, like I remember you saying, you know, you have to show your face on Instagram and make videos. And no, oh, stop. 
dumb. But four, four years ago, the poor thing, I've been harassing her for four years. <laughs> and I, and you know, but once I did start, yeah, showing that and showing who I was and even just day-to-day things of my life, like people can relate and they're like, oh, she'd be really cool to have around on the day. And yeah. I feel like we would get along. We'd and, get along. Yes. And that's so important. You want to be comfortable, especially on your wedding day. Yeah. Right? Like you don't want to... Or with your child. Yeah. Or with your child, right? Yeah. Or like even just in general at an event, because if you're not comfortable with the person capturing you, it's going to show. Yeah. On your face, in your body language, everything. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, like I, I definitely had to put it all out there. Everything of me, like every part of me. So, But I think the day-to-day side of things, that is so essential in exactly like you said before, show, not showing that you just go to events, yeah. you edit photos and ta-da. Yeah, and it's Like, done. no, today's admin day. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've got 705 emails I've yeah. got to get through. Like, <laughs> oh I'm a gosh, person. Imagine. No, but yeah, you're so I right. I took like, mine after two days in the holidays and I had 193. But that's unreal. That's that's what you want. Bring the people in. I know. <laughs> But yeah, and and people like to see that stuff because it shows that you're real and authentic and you're not just showing all the good things. Yeah. Like, you know, social media became a bit of a highlight reel, like people say. So people like to see the back end. Yeah. And particularly, and I think it's about utilising different features too. So naturally, you know, on Instagram, your feed is going to be your work. It's a portfolio. Yeah. Let's let's look at it like that. But your stories, that's where people can be like, oh, cool, Maria's doing this today or she's, you know, she's got availability on this day or things like that. Facebook can be before you edited, after you edited. Like that's where you can get a little bit more less curated in terms of aesthetic flow. Yeah. But what I find a lot of people don't do is they don't harness each individual platform for what it truly is. Now, if you're not adapting to Mm -hmm. get the most out of it. Yep then you can't expect anything in return. No, not at all. Like, for example, if you're on TikTok and you're only, I don't know, I feel like if you're only trying to show, if you're a photographer, only trying to show your photos in how you would as a reel, it's not really going to excel as if you showed behind the scenes like a video. Time lapse of you editing. Yep. Like there's so many ways that you can utilise these for your own benefit. Yep. I think where a lot of creatives miss the mark on TikTok, um, I am quite new to this, um, (laughs) but I have seen it flow over into Instagram as well, is these trends where they're actually taking the piss out of their clients. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's something that really, really irks me because I'm sorry, without these clients, you wouldn't have a business. 100%. It's like me sitting here going, oh, my client asked me to do this. They only know what we teach them. It's our role to educate them. So okay. if you want to sit there and make a TikTok where you're using some audio about a dumb client mm-hmm. and, and complaining, I think, that, I think that's really poor taste. I think that's a big deterrent for your clients. They're going to feel personally attacked. Right. And people Imagine just, watching it being yes. like, oh my God, it's about me. It's about me, 100%. <laughs> I am she. You're just literally going to think, like the first thing you're going to think is, oh my gosh, yeah, it's me. I've seen it. I've had, I've had hairdressers do it. I've looked at it and I'm like, oh my God, my hairdresser hates me. <laughs> Can relate, right? Like, okay, maybe I've done that. I don't know. Subconsciously, maybe that's something I did or said. Like, I don't, and I would never want to, make any client feel uncomfortable or that they can't like approach you now because you've made a dig and maybe it's not directly at them but made a dig in general in general yeah and I think a lot of people where they 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 don't think that the general public is looking at these TikToks yep. and reels yeah they are they are what if it goes viral Oof. and you and on TikTok especially you don't know if that's going to happen or yeah. not one video you get two views and the next you get 11,000 so <laughs> you know who knows yeah you it's, you can't win in that situation. It's just not a good move. Have you seen that in photography as well? I've definitely seen reels and, yeah, TikToks of that. And look, some of them 
a borderline, but then when when they go a bit further or like when they specifically say, I once had a client this, this and this and there's a story and I'm like, how is your client not going to find this? Like, yeah, I feel like if they work backwards, they're going to know it's about them Mm -hmm. and then it's just all over. Yeah. Not nice. I think it's about getting a little bit more creative around how you can actually... Mm -hmm. Because I do do worry that some of the trends with these videos are a little bit bit negative. Yeah. It's like, you know, all these bad stories and point of view, you know, your client hasn't paid or things like that. What about we just flip that a little bit and make it a bit more, you know, this 10 reasons I love my job or, you know, a montage of all of these smiling faces. The good things. The good stuff, right? Yeah, because there is so many good things about, you know, what we do and like sides of every business. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, you know, it could, instead of being, oh, you know, they didn't pay on time or this happened at their wedding and whatever, it could be like, part of their speech that was funny or something that happened behind the scenes that no one would have seen that was wholesome. Yeah. Like, nice things. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's where, and like, I, I can imagine this would be really, really challenging f- for a photographer to have that content mindset because you're obviously there to get the shots, right? Yeah. But then when do you whip out your phone and get a little video or do you find that a little bit of a constant battle? I think it's a bit hard because obviously, yeah, like you said, you're you're there to get the shots. So if you pull out your phone, people are going to be like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are paying you for? Yeah, literally. So it's, you have to find like a bit of a line or if you have a second shooter, then just, you know, you can just kind of palm it off and be like, oh, do you mind getting some behind the scenes content? So then that way you can actually be in it as well. Most times... The couples are super happy to like, you know, be in them. And especially like I've seen a lot of reels and TikToks lately where the couples are the main focus, especially of like photographers' yeah. content. So, and they're, they've obviously asked them and they're happy to be, be a part of the trend, which is super cool. But yeah, I feel like you can't really just kind of whip out whip your phone yeah. Yeah, and be like, hey, like, I'm just going to get some content while we're meant to be doing portraits or yeah. something. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. hard. That is a challenge. Do you think... It's easier or harder to start a freelance photography business now compared to when you first started. I feel like it's easier. I feel like it's easier because it's accessible to more people. But the only but like insane does that mean it's yeah. more flooded? Oh, it's it's oversaturated. Yeah, definitely. But you have to have like your own niche, right? And that's what sets you apart from all the other photographers. Mm-hmm. And that's why people come to you, and that's where you, obviously you get your biggest amount of work from but yeah it's it's readily accessible you don't necessarily have to study anymore Mm -hmm. I guess like there's so much information out there there's so many YouTube tutorials and videos and so many educators that you can just access with phones yeah and phones right so it's just I think it's definitely easier to become a freelance photographer but not to necessarily maybe own what kind of style you're going to shoot that's where it differs, right? Like, yes, anyone can become one, but do you have your niche, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point and that is something that I did want to chat through with you because I do feel like when you really own Mm. your brand, because it it comes down to brand, right? Your look, your feel, your values, knowing that, that end customer, who is that ideal customer, who is that ideal person that you want to shoot, that's when you reverse engineer everything and your marketing campaigns are reflective of that. You cannot be everything to everyone. And if I got a dollar for every time I said that on this podcast, (laughs) Nick sitting in the corner nodding, (laughs) uh, I would be a very wealthy lady. Um, 
But, you know, I do liken it to the freelance social media manager movement. Anyone can be a social media manager. Mm-hmm. I can start up an Instagram page and start posting tips and tricks and yeah. all the things and, you know, create an online course and all of those very easy things to do these days. But what makes you different? Yeah, what makes you stand out? Why are people going to come to you directly? And and what is your lane? So, yeah, you know, I think as lane. well, yes. stay in your stay lane. Stay in your lane. You know, if you're a product photographer, if you're strictly events, if yeah. you are a maternity photographer, a family, like yeah. there are so many different There's niches. So many, yes. Honestly. And then, like you said, you break it down to actual editing style. Yes, because that's what people look for now, right? And there's so many trends going around and like, you know, like the film and the flash and the blur, like there's so many people want their wedding photo is blurred now. Do you do that in post? No. It'll be like while you're capturing it, it'll blur and then you just edit. Because you know there's an app where you can actually blur photos. Maybe that's how they're doing it. I'm not sure. But a few, it's inf- a bit- a few influencers do it. Yeah, it's um it's definitely wild to me because you know when I'm sure when wedding photography started out, you wanted it as crisp as possible so you could see everyone's faces. Yeah. And now but you know, I look at my parents' that, wedding album, it's so cringe. <laughs> in the big like laced cover yeah. like album with horrendous. Yeah. It's wild how much it's changed. But some people want, you know, photos like that from the 80s or like But that's what I feel yeah. like. Everything's very nostalgic at the moment. Yeah. But then how long is that gonna last? Well, and that's the problem with trends and that's fads, the right? Thing. Yeah. And if it is a trend and a fad, then when you look back at your wedding photos, are you going to, to be like, them. yeah, are you going to be like, why did I want like it like that? Two of my best friends are getting married this year and I have said to them on a couple on a couple of things, I'm like, are you going to look at this and hate it? Yes. Is this timeless? Yeah. The problem is now, I feel like with events and stuff, and I was talking about this with my team the other week, 21st nowadays compared yeah. to 21st when I was 21, I had balloons from Spotlight. Yeah, Like, we didn't have any decorations. It was literally, like, just three balloons and the big number 21, big yeah. whoop. Now, if you don't have a backdrop, if you don't have a photographer, if you don't have a cool, one of those tacky cakes, yes, I love the tacky cakes. Yes. Um, but, you, like, you wouldn't get that for a wedding. No. No, not at all. Why would you get one of those tacky cakes for a wedding? Because yeah. you're going to hate it next year. Yeah, well, that's the thing. There'll it's be a the new trend. trend. Yeah, it's very trend-based. But do you think that's because of social media? Absolutely. People are it's posting. It's all for the aesthetic now. Correct. It's all for the aesthetic. <laughs> the things we do for the gram. <laughs> yes, do it for the vibe. Like, you know. And look, yeah. I think we're all guilty of that to oh, a degree. 100%, yes. But again, like, do we want to look back and go, ooh? I think it's more so like you can get these photos for the gram, do it for the gram. You yeah. know, that's fine. But, but the bulk of it. But the bulk of it, you know, what is what is the rest of your gallery going to look like? Is it all going to be yeah. for the aesthetic and blurred or like specific ways because you've seen it on Instagram and TikTok and, you know, or is it going to be still the timeless photos that you want to look back at and show future generations? It's, yeah, there needs to be a bit of a... And I think that's where digital has really blurred the lines. Yeah. Because... It used to be just so you had that album. Yes. So when people came yes. over, you showed them. Whereas now it's people are going to go onto my Instagram and they're going to judge my wedding. Oh, 100%. And, you know, obviously you're getting married. Yes. I've got, like I said, got friends who are getting married soon and they all say, you know, whenever we see people and they comment on their dresses or things like that, yeah. I'm like, you wait, your turn you, will come. Yeah. And like subconsciously, you know that people are going to talk about your wedding even like if you don't know them. Yeah. And it's so funny Adelaide. Yeah. Oh, I know. And everyone knows everyone. Like, I get it. But even my best friends when they got married, you know, all of us are, our Instagrams are private, but 
I literally had so many people from high school add me because they, they wanted, wanted to, to see, see. Yeah, if I'd posted <gasps> content from their wedding, which is wild. I was like, I don't think so. We haven't spoken in nine years. But yeah. That so, is so blatantly obvious. I know. But they don't care. That's like friend requests on Facebook. I'm not, I'm not accepting no. you if I don't actually know you. <laughs> 100%. It's just, Like, yeah. it's an invasion of my privacy. I literally post the most... I mean, Facebook's not too bad, but, like, yeah. I'll post more personal things that I wouldn't post on Instagram. Yeah. Because my Instagram's public, obviously. 100%. But again, what is your intention? And I'm really glad you talked about having private Instagrams because yeah. this has been a conversation amongst a few friends lately. And even my team, you know... Do I, is it a requirement that their Instagrams are public? Absolutely not. No. If you don't want it public, I'm not forcing you to. Yeah. What I do say is though, if you are going to be on public, you need to be really clear around where the boundaries are. Yes. How much are you sharing? How much are you happy to share and comfortable with people knowing as well? Yeah. Obviously, my business page is public. But it's, it's you. Yeah. It's... And like you said, that's the account where you are showing up, you are talking to the camera, you are sharing that behind the scenes. Yeah. If if you were a business and you had a team of multiple people and you weren't the only one who needed to be front-facing, then your personal page would be reflective of your day-to-day experiences. 100%. Yeah, it, that would vary. But it becomes a bit blurred for some people if you don't have like that difference mm-hmm. in what you're putting out there, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it will come like back down to how comfortable you are with sharing your personal life as well. Because Well, I say this, so I do a lot of real estate um, social media courses with agents in particular. And I always say to them, you know, you can share as much or as little as you like. Now, I'm not telling you you have to reveal what school your children go to, (laughs) what you had for breakfast, what what golf club you go to. You know, you can be, you choose what you, what you put out there. But whatever you do decide to put out there, you need to be consistent. Yeah. Because again, depending on geographically, I mean, obviously real estate's a bit different, but like, and I feel like I always use this as an example, but geographically, I need to feel like I can connect to you. Yes. Hey, Maria goes to the same swimming club as I do. Yeah. You know, like there are some pieces of information you do need to divulge. Yes. Because you want people to feel like you are relatable. Mm-hmm. And that's how people feel connected to you and your business. And then it's just going to be a constant like overturn of clients coming back to you. Do you think that, I mean, I think we're a little bit lucky in Adelaide. Could you imagine starting a business like yours interstate? No. I always think about this. How would it kind of function and like how hard would it be? Especially in Melbourne or Sydney. Yeah. Because, and I feel like in Adelaide, the style that we kind of put out is a little bit different to Melbourne and Sydney. Very right? Like so. I feel like Melbourne and Sydney is a little bit, not every photographer, but in general, it's a little bit more luxe, I guess. Maybe I'm just talking about us as states. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, South Australia, we're very like laid back. We're chilled. We'll, you know, we all still do have our niches. Don't get me wrong. There's like a lot of luxe wedding photographers. Oh yeah, here, if you want luck, you can job. get it. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can get everything, yeah. right? You can get any style that you're after, but I feel like it would be so hard. And then, you know, reforging those friendship groups and trying to reach out to other photographers. And I don't know if people have like boundaries and they don't want to invite more people in. Like, yeah, it would be yeah. super hard. And also like, I feel like in Adelaide as well, you've got that I mean, I like to think it's three degrees of separation. Nowadays, I'm finding it very weird how many people yes. I meet and realize the common connections that we have. It's It does make it easier. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And you like, you know, 
you'll meet someone who has a connection to someone else and the network here, yeah. I feel like it's easier. And all it, it takes be. is for one person to go, oh, Maria did my event. Yes. And then word spreads, like yeah. wildfire. It's amazing. We do, we have the best, like, I feel like we have one of the best creative communities here because everyone's so inviting and everyone is not scared to share word of mouth or like scared to share recommendations, yeah. which help everyone get... Support each other. Yeah, There's support. enough work for everyone. I'm a 100%. big believer in that. Yes, I agree. Massive. Yeah. We are going to have to wrap up in a moment. I mean, again, it's just like catching up with an old friend. Um, but I do want to ask you, what advice would you give yourself seven years ago? Hmm. I would say maybe to kind of have pushed my business earlier on. So in terms of like trying to push it to be full time, because, you know, I was working quite a few different like retail jobs before I took this on board full time. And it does help that, you know, I have the support of my family and my friends as well. I think, yeah, I think I definitely would have just pushed myself and I would have told myself not to listen to my TAFE instructor because he told me that I wouldn't... If you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, if you're listening. He told me that I wouldn't have any kind of work in events or weddings because it was just oversaturated and and it's just... Well, you heard it here first. I know. So, yeah, I would have stuck to my guns earlier and just told myself there's no room for imposter syndrome either. Do you think that rattled you a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. And that probably is what stopped you. It's like a core memory. Yeah, Yeah. and that's what stopped you from really just going... Guns are blazing. I really, I really do feel like that that was part of it mm-hmm. because he was just kind of like, yeah, like, you know, anyone can do it. But that's not true. No. When you start your business and you the more you get into it, that's not true at all. Like you need to put in the hard yards to get out what you want. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I would, yeah, tell myself to push a bit harder a bit earlier for sure. Hey, everything's a learning, right? And look I at you know. now. Look at me Give now. her a follow, Shots by M on Instagram. And of course, you can join our Facebook group, Digitalks. Um, I think it'd be great for you to share any of the communities that you are in as well, Maria, in that mm-hmm. Facebook group. And that'd be awesome. We Sounds do have good. quite a few freelance creatives listening. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, see, I'm not that scary after (laughs) all. it was great. This is awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you again for listening and we will see you next time.